Hello everybody and welcome back to the Biff Rugby League Podcast Season 2, Episode number 11. This is the 11th episode we've done over 12 weeks. This has been three months of really, really hard work. I know Toby's not been around for some of it lately because he's still he's in his house, he's got Wi-Fi, but he's not back again this week, is he, Robin? He's not quite here. Um, we, were, we were hoping he would be and he seemed like he would be keen. Um, but I think stuff's just come up late and he can't make it again this week but fingers crossed he'll be with us before England play France um, so that means he's got to be here next week how are we? Before before we get into our weird and wonderful episode of Rugby League this week where everything again links together how have you been? How's your week? What have you been up to? It's been it's been good actually thanks mate Yeah, um, recovered from a crazy bank holiday weekend dragged through four days of work and then this weekend I've been out um, I've actually been, I've actually been to the top of England this weekend. I climbed Scarfell Pike, which is the highest. Nice. Oh, that is uh, it's fun to do that. I've done it once. It was. It was like, yeah. I don't really want to do it again, but I've done it. It was good. It was, but there was no view. It was like walking through clouds. Yeah, it's, but, you get up there and you can't see anything, and it's, it's yeah, it's so much quicker coming down as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was nice. It was really good. What What about you? Well, I let myself down and only watched two live games of Rugby League this weekend. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. joking. Uh, technically, I watched three because I was at uh, Bedford Tigers versus West Warriors. Um, that was a bit of a disappointing result, first game of the season. I mean, I felt like we knew we'd lose, yeah. um, but to lose by 74 points at home, game one of the league season. Um, but then you look through that West Warriors side and there's plenty of guys there that have played New South Wales QL Cup when they were 18-19. They don't want to play rugby as a job, so they play it socially. Uh, and a couple of lads that from London, the ex-London Scholars lads that haven't got a contract, Neil Thorman, uh, Lewis Robinson, Sam Griffiths used to play at Hemel Stags in League One. So there's lads in there. That that team is way above their level, but they're not they're not worried, yeah. really worried about being paid to play. They they do it as socially. So um, I mean, they're they're definitely the favourites for that league. Disappointing, but we go again this weekend away at Hammersmith. But it was good to see that season get underway. Um, there we go, mm. all the way through to September. Now I'll be busy. Doing doing rugby, both tiger stuff, so it's, it's good. But like I said, let myself down. I didn't watch 15, 16 games of live rugby league this week. I feel like yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're still over the two weeks. You're still averaging like ten games a, a weekend. Yeah, so I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on nine and a half average games over the last two weeks a weekend. That's <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, um, there's been plenty to talk about. Obviously, IMG vote for those listening. It was yesterday for us. It's tomorrow. We recorded on Tuesday night. Um, we can't do tomorrow. We were hoping we could record after the IMG vote just to give you a bit more on that, but we'll bring you that next week um, when we probably will be trying to speak to a few people in between the week and, and and understand why they voted yes or no or for or against IMG's proposals. But there's two teams that in Super League that might not be voting for IMG. One of them is Wakefield and apparently one of either Cass or Salford. Um, with Wakefield, you can understand why. Um, they kind of they want to be happy with where they're at. They just, they want to be a bit more secure and be guaranteed Super League. Salford they don't have an academy, so maybe that's why. Maybe they know they're not going to get a high score because they're academy. They didn't get the biggest of crowds this week, did they? Was it four four and a half thousand? We said we were quite disappointed with that, but yeah, yeah. We looked at that and we looked at the fact that Man United were playing at home on the same evening. If you're Salford or Man United, if you're Salford day, you go. Let's okay. We don't want to play on the Thursday night, really. Can we? Can we do this on the Friday night and be the televised game on the Friday and move one of the games to Thursday? Like other teams ain't going to be that bothered, are they? Are they really going to be no. that? Wigan versus Warrington on a Friday on a Thursday night? Probably not that bad, is it? The travel? I don't know what the travel's like. Wigan to Warrington? No, that's that's not a problem at all. 
That was quite a close one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, still over four thousand. So not too bad, but definitely not numbers on over Easter weekend. Yeah. Are you? What are you concerned, or are you looking forward to in terms of the IMG vote, or are you kind of going to wait and see what the teams vote for and see what kind of who who or whatever comes out of that? Because yeah. it's going to be a lot of well, I, I mean, like people's it, eyes, isn't it? Yeah, we, we're kind of like hearing that the like sort of rumours that we might, you know, these these Super League clubs might vote against it, but the ones that have been vocal against um, their issues with with the proposal, like Keithley. I, I couldn't disagree with what they're saying more. So I'd be interested if they did disagree, if they put forward a, a different point of view, an angle that we've not thought of. But if it's just um, along the lines of it's not fair, you yeah. know, it's not true competition, then I can't get behind that. Yeah, I mean, Keith Lee Cougars 25 minutes ago tweeted, the IMG proposals, which protects the Super League clubs, will be voted on tomorrow. Super League clubs will have two votes each. The rest will have one each. How This is how the elites protect themselves. Um, and Pat Wilson, one of the ex-Tigers head coach, um, goes, those elites that make most of, the, most of the money for the sport and pass it down to money-grabbing black holes like yourself, I presume you mean, that contribute nothing to the TV deal, showing just how absolutely amateur you guys are with these posts. Actually, that's harsh on amateur. Like, people are... People, are yeah. proper hitting back at Keithley going, just shut up, you're not going to win. Like Even if you say no, and Wakefield say no, and Cass and Salford say no, most other teams are actually looking at this going, we're probably going to vote yes, providing they can promise us certain things. It probably It's probably going to be a lot closer than we thought, because a lot of teams aren't saying, aren't publicly saying yes, or publicly saying no, because they want to know more. Yeah, yeah. Keithley, we know are going to say no, but nobody cares about Keithley apart from. But <laughs> uh, it seems apart from the owners, the fact I've not even seen many Keithley fans say we we don't care or we care enough to say this. It's pretty much just the yeah. owners, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm, and I will take the opinion of of Leeds or Wigan or one of these big clubs, one yeah. of the whole clubs. I'll take their I'll take their opinion with a bit more weight because I know that they're actually achieving most if not all of the expectations of IMG so they know what it takes to do that people yeah. have never been at anywhere near that level so they they kind of they're looking at it from an outside perspective they've never actually run um those those expectations you know like the academy and the massive stadium and the, all the other stuff that they need they've never done it so how do they know that it's so unachievable so unfair yeah exactly I'm Speaking of sort of IMG and League One and all these teams that are voting on different things, there's, there's a, apparently another European European Rugby League league coming where teams across Europe can play each other and it's going to be a really, really awesome and it's head up by Dean Buchan or Buchan or whatever and this bloke is an absolute scam artist, an absolute conner, this bloke. Um Back in, just before COVID, you might recall, listeners might recall, and I think you'll recall as well, the Euro 13s competition. If, if I'm wrong, yeah. tell me now. You remember it, right? Yeah, and yeah. You had all these teams. And you know what? I, at the time, when I was doing my... Um, when I was writing the Rugby League articles, and I had before... It was before we did the podcast, and I was really, really looking for for a good article. And I tried messaging this bloke. I was like, I just want, to, I just want answers. I want to understand how you're going to do things, how it's going to work, how this is going to happen, how this... How are you going to get the draft? How are you going to everything else? And he just refused to talk. He was like, "You just have to wait and see." And we waited, and we waited, and we and nothing happened. 
and it just disappeared. And he, and he, at the end, they blamed COVID for it because teams weren't able to train and play against each other because they couldn't travel across Europe. Uh, there's the nothing's happened on that Twitter page in two years, but then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, just flicking through Total RL, a bloke called Eddie put anyone know about this hey, uh, franchiserugby.com. So I clicked it, and it's just one of them things that you sign your email up and you you, you want you get a thing when it comes through and if you if you click the link you open it franchiserugby.com it says you'll find out more in what is it now 10 10 days 13 hours and 30 minutes so for those listening it'll be it'll be just on just over a week to go um until we find out more about this what it is but apparently it's this euro 13's rebranded um people are saying the euro 13 had a better name i agree um, but if you look through, it's on the Spanish Facebook page, it's on Valencia's Facebook page, it's on the Bath Rugby League Facebook page, and it's on this um, Franchise Rugby League Facebook page. This is... Off the sound of that, that sounds really exciting, doesn't it? Sounds, yeah. It sounds quite nice like... to get a European Super League of, of Rugby League for amateur teams, or semi-pro teams if people want to pay players and they want to do this, right? It sounds sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like something you dream of in your bedroom. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is. Um, yeah. If you if you look at this, Los Hurricanes, so the Valencia Hurricanes have had one game where they played um, Featherstone in Spain. If you remember, Featherstone were on a tour over there, so they did Featherstone, and they didn't have any players. So a lot of the Salford lads, some of the Salford amateur, or the Salford academy lads, played for uh, Valencia, and Fed won like a hundred odd nil or something stupid. It was really really bad. Wow. Um, but if you're looking at this, this is so. Th- there's there's four Twitter accounts that. Uh, interacting with each other, you've got franchise RL itself, Spanish Rugby League, Valencia Hurricanes, and Bath Rugby League. All four of these accounts and all four of these little pl- things, so Spain Rugby League, franchise Rugby League, Valencia, and Bath, are all owned by this one man. They're all run by this one bloke. Mm. So this is this is this doesn't make sense. Like how he's he's what I think what the way I'm seeing it is is he's pushing that these two teams will play each other in September in the first game of this competition and it's going to be more teams and he's just pushing it and pushing it because this is the opening fixture of the thing Bath will play Valencia in Spain da 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 it's a four four team competition first team first and second play each other and it's going to get bigger and bigger and eventually the team that have won everything will play what um will get into League One da 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 like it's mental it's not going to work like this six to twelve months of tweeting about grand plans and promises for it all to fizzle out spain haven't played a match a lo- there hasn't been a local league game in spain in four years because one because of covid but two because this bloke decided to take all the spanish players away from their local teams uh this guy t- took over bath rl um and now it doesn't exist the non-existent bath gladiators so these teams are going to play each other but they've got no players i mean no one knows no, where they're going to get this- these players from like it's mental. It, yeah, I just I'm I'm trying to sort of think what are they getting out of this? What's the Yeah, I think it's just this bloke trying to make some a quick buck, quite mm. frankly. I think what he's gonna try and do is he's gonna award Bath and Valencia these two franchises and he's gonna and some some person who too naive to understand what's going on is gonna pay to be the third or fourth franchise. All of a sudden this bloke's gonna take the money and run. I mean I, that's just me allegedly saying he might not be doing it, he might be trying to do something proper, but You've look, we've looked at the things he's tried to run before and it just hasn't worked. Like The concept of the new competition is based off this Euro 13s. It was unveiled in 2019, didn't get off the ground because of the pandemic. This Dean, yeah. this this Buchan was one of the co-founders. I've never seen any other co-founder openly admit that they were part of it. Yeah. 
um, if there was any there. Um, as well as this, he says we want to expand the footprint of rugby league across Europe. That's fine. I understand that. Every, I think everyone does in Europe want to expand. The rugby league fan in Europe wants to do that. Yeah. Um, he says, whereas we can look at, like he said, the, the, play, the idea of 16 teams in 16 countries just no longer worked. It wasn't feasible. I don't think it was going to deliver what we originally intended pre-COVID. Um, it's still not in the same place in Europe. Like clubs that didn't exist anymore, such as Brussels Gorillas. I didn't think they existed anyway. Some of these teams have just popped out. Of have the they? Air. Yeah. Have they ever played a game? Like, have they? Have these teams ever played a game? Like he's at the time Valencia had the opportunity to meet all of the RFL's criteria. He says it was potentially third in the pecking order for entry into rugby league, along with possibly Red Star Belgrade, behind Ottawa and New York. However, COVID put the kibosh on all of that. I don't. I don't believe that Valencia were ever going to get into League One. I never remember that being a conversation. Red Star were never going to be in League One because they were too busy trying to develop the Serbian league, and they're yeah. not even the. And really, Red Star don't win all their games in Serbia. So unless they were really dicking teams and putting the sort of teams every week, they wouldn't even think about it. Ottawa never got off the ground because of COVID, which we understand. And New York was was never going to happen anyway pre-COVID because they chose to go with Ottawa. They chose to go with Toronto. Yeah. Like, he's saying this is not a ploy to force the RFL's hand and we've been very upfront about our plans with them. We just want to be able to have that conversation in future should we successfully be able to demonstrate that any of the clubs have a compelling case. It will be up to the RFL if they decide if they want to have that conversation down the line and at the end of each year we will provide all details concerning our progress to them. Mate, you're not going to progress any further than what you are now. You might get a friendly game between two teams in September and nothing else. I, I pray to God that this is run properly and it works, but there's a lot of people, if you go through the forum, um, you, you can find, I'll, what I'll do is I'll link the forum uh, on Twitter so people can read it. I'll do it now while we're, while we're talking. People can yeah. read, read through it and take their own view and opinion on it. That You can search up the bloke's name, you can look at Euro 13s, and and just and just see see how much yeah. of a this, 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 see how see how rubbish this looks. Yeah, I just don't think there's there's not enough people out there in Europe to support any kind of competition like this. No, there's not at all. Just just to even cover the fees of travelling around Europe to play yeah, however many games a season. It's it, crazy. It just, it just can't really happen, can it? No, he, I mean this bloke owns. Valencia and Bath, who are the only teams that have been franchised in inverted commas, they're both owned in fra- in inverted commas by the same guy who's launched this new competition. So he's given himself two franchises. These, yeah. um, someone put in here. I just know B- Birmingham Bulldogs are going to end up to getting tied into this somehow. And someone put, you're not wrong. Um, as your new chairman already had uh, Jaguars plan now dissolved. So the new chairman of Birmingham Bulldogs apparently used to be was was the, the bloke behind Worcestershire Jaguars. I don't remember. Don't know if you remember them coming through, but not they, really. They, no. they were the English-based team in this Euros 13 competition, right? Um, so this is very much like the fact that they're charging this Stuart bloke is charging six pound for people to go and watch Birmingham. We discussed it last week, and people are very much fuming about it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's mental, really. Um, it will get to the start line, I think. If if it gets to the start line, that's as far as it will get. It won't get any further than that. Yeah. So yeah, they're all the same guy retweeting and promoting a fake idea, hoping some dumbass will jump on board and pay a franchise fee, stay ahead of the game. I mean, I've signed up for emails. Hopefully, in ten days, we'll find out a little bit more, and in two weeks, we can we can discuss it and see. 
but it does look like um, yeah he suckered Spain Rugby League into it which he used to be president of he used to be president of Spanish Rugby League this bloke so yeah people are calling him Dennis Waterman in disguise which which is I don't know if you know I don't even know what that is there's an uh, yeah there's an insult there somewhere um, yeah so but yeah, it's, it's mental really isn't it it's it's, it it's crazy it's crazy I mean for, for the sake of rugby league I hope this is this is fantastic and it works but for the sake of this bloke I hope it's I hope it works under someone else's name and it's done properly and it doesn't kill teams I hope it really doesn't yeah. ruin teams at all uh, and if, if this bloke's listening Dean Buchan Dean Buchan I don't know how to say your name so I'm sorry if I'm butchering it because I don't like to get people's names wrong please do come and talk to us we, we want we want it to work we're fans of expansion it's done right simple as we want to know how this is going to work we want to know if you can really get it off the ground and if you feel like sponsoring Biff Rugby League podcast with all your money then please do <laughs> yeah I mean like if we if it works you know I'm all for it that's the whole point yeah, definitely. If it works, I'm all for it. Um, but, yeah. Should we talk about a bit of positive news? Should we go positive? Go for it. Well, I say positive. It's positive for Women's Rugby League. It's not so positive for York Valkyrie fans. Holly Mae Dodd has been the, is the first English woman to go and play in the NRLW. That's this big move for yeah. her, isn't it? Big, big move. We discussed it last week about players that potentially going over, and Holly Mae Dodd was one of those. And the next day, boom, she went. She was on the way. She, I mean, she played at the weekend, didn't she? York. Um, but yeah, yeah. She's... I don't know when she's going over there, actually. But... I'd like to think it's after the, the game. Next year? No, it's, uh, she's coming, at the... so it'd be for this season. So she's coming wow. over before, the... so she'll only have about a month max left at the York before she goes wow. over. So I'm guessing she'll play in the England game against France because their season hasn't start... hasn't started yet. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, really good, really good news for her. Really congratulations. Only twenty years old, nineteen, twenty years old. I think she's nineteen. Yeah, yeah it's she's crazy. Still, still only nineteen years old. She moves. She signs um, there alongside Mackenzie Wiki, the daughter of Raiders legend Ruben Wiki. Um, so, two, played for two, the Cook Islands. Yeah, played for the Cook Islands. Yeah, she did play for the Cook Islands at the World Cup. So, two very, very good young prospects for the Raiders. So, plenty for them to build around. If we go to yeah. If we go to like through the teams and we look at um, the Raiders, let's, I've lost the Raiders now. Um, yeah, they've got quite. A I few mean, people. Holly Dodd, like like you say, such a young player and already at the top of the game in this competition. Yeah, um, it's it's awesome, isn't it? I'm super pleased for her, and it's uh, pretty cool that the Knights are linked to a player like to a club like Canberra. Um, yeah. I know they didn't. We didn't produce her ourselves. She's she has come from Castleford. The oh, idea um, was she one of those that moved from Cass, was she? Yeah, she was. But I mean, at the two, I think she was only like sixteen. Yeah, I was going to say time, she must so. have been. She must have been quite young when she moved because that was that was yeah. two, two, three seasons ago when them players moved over. Two seasons yeah. ago. Yeah, and I mean, um, since I started watching it, um, well, probably, probably like you know, two seasons ago now, um, she has improved a lot. Like she's really like grown and. Yeah. Um, Got stronger and faster, and, and every year seems every game almost seems to be getting better and better. So York York can take quite a fair chunk of credit for for developing her, which um, which is cool. Yeah, really, really good. Um, fun fact: she used to be a ballroom dancer. Um, so I've just I've just looked at that. That's that's quite interesting. So that's cool. I'm really yeah. looking forward to to seeing um, 
where she goes. Uh, uh, talking, to, uh, Aaron Bauer talking to Lindsay Anfield said Holly will go. She'll announce her news when she's ready to do it, and we're fully behind her. She's a York player until she goes. Um, so when she's ready to go, she'll go. I'm guessing it'll be for the start of their pre-season, which I think is the beginning of May. So like I said, hopefully she'll play for England, and then she'll head over to Australia. And she, and she won't be the last. Sorry, she's 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 the first. But she definitely won't be the last. We mentioned a few na- other names last week. Uh, Georgia wrote Sinead Peach potentially going over there as well. So uh, some some younger, so obviously some of the younger English talent heading over. So it'll be really, really interesting to see. Speaking of England though, speaking of England women, Jodie Cunningham was announced as England women's captain this week. Um, I've not seen the women, I don't know if the women's training squad's been announced. I think it was announced a, a while ago. For the season, they're just picking from that, are they? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, that's the World some... Cup squad here. Oh, yeah, it was named the National Performance Squad. It was named back in January uh, for this. So there's there's quite a few. Daniel Anderson, Savannah Andrade, Caitlin Beavers, Kira Bennett, Chloe Billington, Leah Burke, Jodie Cunningham, Captain, Holly May Dodd, we just mentioned, Grace Field, Fran Goldthorpe, who played for England uh, Rugby Union under-20s the other week. Um, oh, interesting. Full named at fullback was Francesca Goldthorpe because <laughs> um, she plays out of Loughborough Lightning, I believe. So she's she's a dual international with Fran Goldthorpe already, and I think she's only 18, 19. Amy Hardcastle in there, Zoe Harris, Zoe Hornby, Shona Hoyle, Tara Jones, Ebony Partington, Sinead Peach, Emily Rudge, former captain, uh, Tamsin Renouf, Georgia Roach, uh, Tara Jane Stanley, Paige Travis, Vicky Whitfield, Georgia Wilson, and Olivia Wood. So that's a quite that's a really strong elite player, uh, elite playing team. Tickets still on sale for that game, so plenty, plenty there. But it's a twenty-five player squad, and most of them will get a game this season for England. I would have thought. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little team, isn't it? Like we say, we hope, hope Holly's around to to play in that game. Yeah, she's, um, she's been named, so I think that uh, I don't see yeah. why she shouldn't be. I think, like I said, hopefully she'll play the game and, and then she'll head over when when she's ready to go. She might she might not go over straight away. She might finish this season and then head over for their twenty twenty three season later in the year because I know they do two, don't they? They do two short seasons. I yeah, think, or is this? Yeah. I don't know how they're doing it this year. They they usually do two small seasons. They might be doing one longer season. Um, who knows? But congratulations to Jodie Cunningham. Congratulations to yeah. all of those selected. We'll get. We'll, I suppose we'll know more next episode about what their team is going to be. We, I won't try and pick it because it is it, the women's team is actually a lot harder to pick than the men's. But it's compa- every sport's competitive, and is, quite a lot yeah. of players will play out position as well. So it's quite hard to know. Yeah, you'll have second rows playing I, in yeah. centre, centres playing wing. You'll have fullbacks playing on the wing. You're looking at Caitlin Beavers, Tara Jane Stanley playing probably Beavers and Stanley both fullbacks by trade. Beavers more of a winger but then she's moved into the centre a lot this year so the fact that she can play all five will be good for her Tara Jane Stanley goal kicker she's likely to be picked so I think I think it does kind of pick itself but also doesn't pick itself at the same time if that makes sense it's it's you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised if one player played ahead of another especially in the forward packs and especially at hooker as well yeah definitely men's team now though as well their captain was announced today actually wasn't it was it this afternoon in real time tuesday afternoon george williams was announced yeah. as captain surprised by this i mean he was captain england against greece in the world cup which is, i think was the only game sam Tompkins didn't play so is it a surprise or was it was it kind of yeah a little bit a little bit of a surprise um i don't think like obviously as a halfback there's a level of leadership that you need yeah. When you're sort of telling people what to do, coming up with like an overall attacking strategy and all that stuff. So you tend to see halfbacks that make 
decent decent captains, but we've not really seen. I know he's done it for Greece, but not in any kind of like. Let's be honest, that Greece match was never in doubt, was it? We've not seen um, selected, and the fact that they've they've uh, he's been selected now suggests to me that um, Sean Wayne thinks that George Williams is going to mature and become. The, the leader of this England team up until the next World Cup. That's kind of the that's kind of that's what I would do if I if I was him. I'd be thinking who's going to who's going to be our captain of the next World Cup. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's quite interesting. That's, I think that's what he's got to look at and go. Okay, my number seven now is picked. That's that. Yeah. that's the only shirt in the in the team that nobody can fight for, unless but, unless but something though, crazy right? happens. But he's his captain. We, so you thought, well, listen, yeah, which is why I'm, this is why I'm saying I'm I'm surprised he's been selected because, yeah, he's in he's in good form now, mm-hmm. but we've seen how hot and cold he can be, and he, it's been a while since he's had you know a, a good season. Do you know what I mean? So to be to be saying in uh, two years' time that you're going to be the England captain, you're going to be my first choice um, number seven is yeah. like I, there's there's other players that I think. Are more consistent, do you know what I mean? More reliable. Yeah, or you could definitely. even go down the route of saying, I'm not picking my future captain, I'm just picking the captain for this the game. Yeah. For this game. Yeah. And then you've got loads more options because you've got a few players that are way more experienced. Yeah. Um, than, than Williams. So, yeah. yeah, I am surprised. Yeah, I mean, you, I you look, you're looking at what was said here. Um, George Williams has said, I've got the opportunity to lead the team out in the World Cup against Greece and it was one of the proudest moments of my life. I had to hold back tears as we walked out onto the field. The World Cup ended a disappointment for us as we all know, but it's about bouncing back from that now and building towards 2025 with what is a really exciting and vibrant squad. Uh, Sean Wayne then followed up and said, I've seen George develop from being a youngster to the player he is today and I believe he is the right man to lead the England team. With a lot of new faces in the squad, George's role will be crucial within the camp as he has been that youngster bursting onto the international scene and is now an experienced and consistent performer at the top level. George was terrific for us in the World Cup and his form has carried over into an impressive start to the Super League season with Warrington. All of our focus is now on the France game and I'm looking forward to seeing us get back out on the field at the Halliwell Jones. So it's one of them, it's like, he's going to be the he's going to be the captain and he's going to lead on the training pitch, he's going to lead on the pitch if he's playing, but if he's not good enough to play, I'm pretty sure there'll be a, another capt- an on-field captain in that way. There's There's plenty of quality yeah. players within Sean Wayne's 40-man squad, the players that weren't picked and the NRL contingent. Um, and that's where I'm going to start. We're going to talk about what R17 will be from Wayne's 40-man squad. But I just want to talk about the NRL base contingent at the minute. You can you can pick you can pick the 13, but it's a it's a 13 that doesn't really work. It's a, it's very very it's it's not great. It's not a great 13 in terms yeah. of in terms of where people are playing. But you can pick thirteen players. I've got two on the bench and five and six not filled. So I've got one winger short and a half back short. You've got Bailey Hodgson fullback. So you've got Dom Young on one wing. You've got Herbie and uh, Oliver Gildart at centre. Uh, no winger, only one half back in Jackson Hastings. Props wise, you've got Luke Thompson, Tom Burgess, and Ryan Sutton. Hookers, you've got Josh Hodgson and Cruz Leeming. Second row, you've got John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead, and obviously at loose forward, you've got Victor Radley. So you've got you've got a good bunch of players over in the NRL that weren't available to be selected for this game you then look at the players that are heading over Kai Piss Paul is heading over and so is Will Price heading over they're in the 40 man squad so Sean Wayne can get to see them play and I think they'll play for England this this time because of 
their deal with DNRL, so he he needs to see them play as much as possible before they head over. Yeah. So I think he's going to have them and start. In terms of players not picked that I think should have been picked before we go through it, Cameron Smith, Josh Charnley, Callum Watkins, Brad O'Neill, and Brad Dwyer. Five players there that who should they have been included? I don't know if you want to. If, I don't know if you agree with any of them or disagree with any yeah, of them. Yeah. Um... Especially with Knowles' band. Morgan Knowles' band won't be able to play, and it's been counted. This is this this is, this is the thing. Morgan Knowles has been picked to play for England in this squad, but he can't play because he's banned, which means he's it counts to one of his five, right? Which I disagree with. It shouldn't count. It should be five Super oh, League games. Wrong. It should be five Super League games, and he shouldn't and he shouldn't be able to play for England. This is the way football works, right? Um, but Cameron Smith is one of the best loose forwards we've got in the Super League at the minute, and he isn't in this forty-man squad. And Morgan Knowles is, and he can't play. Why would you not pick Cameron Smith and just play him instead of Morgan Knowles? He's banned. It's still going to count because it's a it's an RFL conspiracy. I'm not going to lie. What's the conspiracy? Say, What's the conspiracy theory? The conspiracy is that. The RFL have said you you must pick Morgan Knowles so that he's back for Saints sooner. But they shouldn't be able to do that. No, they absolutely shouldn't be able. To that's, do that. that's and, and Morgan Knowles is, I like I was so my mate's a big Saints fan, and like like we were sort of in agreement. Morgan Knowles is a really good player, but he's becoming a liability. He's a big. Liability. How many times now has he has he had fans? Um, how many players has he permanently injured? Yeah. Like I know that he's, he's like an aggressive player and he's a bit of an enforcer, but it it's unnecessary and it's it's like look at where Saints are in the table right now. Look at their like recent run of form. Like they're gonna, it's gonna be a struggle for them to get to the grand final this year, and they've been fortunate enough to have loads of depth and an, and an awesome squad, but they're sort of not in that position anymore. And losing a player like Morgan Knowles. The key point of the year, yeah, could really undo Saints, and I, I just, yeah, I, it's probably not true. He's probably not picked it for this conspiracy. I don't, thing, but, but I don't understand. He, why. Shot he shouldn't, he shouldn't be available for selection until he's, until he, it should count towards one of his bands, right? So he shouldn't be able to play, but he shouldn't be, in, he shouldn't be able to take up another spot. It should, the game to count towards his band, fair enough. That I don't mind that. But don't put him in the squad if that's the only way you can do it. Does that make sense? Like, if this was a two-game window and he had a one-match ban, pick him, not let him play, and he can play the second game. But it's not. It's a one-off. There's... Well, is there any rule about how many players you can pick in the squad? I'm guessing so, because otherwise he'd have picked 41, wouldn't he, and put Cam Smith in there, I think. That's what I was That's, what, say, that's yeah. what I would have done if I was Sean Wayne. I'd have picked Morgan Knowles anyway, and as Cam Smith. Um, if... Saints don't. If he's not, if he wasn't picked for England, by the way, Saints had a reserve game that same weekend, so he would have that would have counted as well. Yeah, because like, he's because he's he's he would have been available to play in a reserve game if he wasn't picked for England, which which is mentally wrong. Um, Callum Watkins shifted into the second row this year. Played, I think he's played pretty well. Been very good defensively. Been very good going forward in a really nice Salford team. Are you surprised he's not in the squad, or do you think? He's looked at these second rowers and gone, uh, I don't need him. Or, if, or has he looked at his centres and seen him more as a centre and gone, I definitely don't need him at centre? Yeah, I think, like, so I'm looking at the centres. You've got um, Toby King, Mark Percival, 
Harry Newman, Jit, Jit Wardle, and yeah, Harry Newman. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I think, I think you're all right. I mean, Callum Watkins has got the thing of experience. Um, when he's when he's good, he's awesome. He's a he's he's a bit unlucky to miss out, but he's right on that cusp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, I think he might. I'm surprised he's not in the squad. I thought he would be. Same with Mark Sneed as well, not in the squad. Um, but he might be carrying injury. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Michael McAlorum not picked. There's there's a few names that are not picked that I think he maybe he's just not picking them because he wants to blood a younger group. Maybe I don't test know. Them out, just test, yeah. test the younger group in a game that he knows they'll probably win if they. They're not going to go 100 full strength is he for for a friendly game. So to speak. No, but why not? Why not? Like, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to, I'd like to see us go 100 percent against France and really put them to the sword. Shall we? Think... Shall we go through the back? Shall we go through some more players that are not picked? I don't know. You were going to say something. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I was just going to say, like, a mid-season test should basically be 100 percent about form. Yeah, it shouldn't be, be yeah. about like, have you played for England before? Have you got experience? It should be about oh. like in the last eight games of Super League. Who's How been, you, yeah. yeah, who's the best team that I can pick out of that? Yeah, and I don't know if I has he. I think he has done that in a way. Just when you see the likes of Tyler Dupree, James Harrison, Mike McMeekin, Matty Nicholson, they're in there. You've got your top try scoring wingers, except for Josh Charnley, who's not been in an England squad for nine years. Um, but again, like we like, can't like. But he's on form. Yeah, just pick him. Like yeah. Brad O'Neill, Brad Dwyer, the two hookers that I would have taken ahead of Daryl Clark. Uh, Andy Ackers gets in there because he had such a good World Cup. Um, Daryl Clark, in my and, opinion. And he's doing, yeah. and he's doing he's work doing, for Salford. Yeah, so. he's, he's doing very well. Sure, we'll start with the backs. We'll go through the backs um, alpha, um, alphabetically by a last name. I'll just run through them. Matty Ashton, Tom Davies, uh, Ash Hanley, Tom Johnston, Toby King, Tommy Makinson, Liam Marshall, Harry Newman, Mark Percival, Will Price, Josh Dulis, Jake Wardle and Jack Wellsby. This was before the games at the weekend, so I did this. <coughs> apologies, I did this before the Warrington Wigan game, but after the the game on Thursday night, the Salford game, I think. Yeah. Um, no, no, it would have been yeah. So after the Salford game, but before the Wigan game last week. So I start. I went for my fullbacks, and I think I think Jack Wellsby and Will Price are going to be the two fullbacks. There's definitely there, but for me, Wellsby starts this. Yeah, ahead I, of Price. I, I don't know. I, it's tough because Wellsby's not been in the greatest of form. But if you go in on who's the better player, Jack Wellsby. Yeah, well, like Wellsby's been in poor form, but he's still a. He's still a <laughs> I don't want to say a better player in poor form because that sounds unfair. Because Will Price is good, but I think even an, an out of form Jack Wellsby is more attractive than. Will Price at this stage. Than Will Price, yeah, definitely. So for, I think I think for me, Wellsby's Wellsby's a shooting for the number one shirt. I think it's his for as long as Will Price is not an NRL fullback. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think as soon yeah, as Will totally. Price starts to start in the NRL and is better playing better than Jack Wellsby, then I think that's always going to be Wellsby's spot unless someone like Bailey Hodgson kicks in as well. But they're both going to be at the Knights next year, so there's going to be competition for that one shirt at the Knights, especially with Lockie Miller. One of them's going to have to go. Um, I think I think mm. I think Bailey Hodgson might be finding his way back to back to England as well. Moving into the wing positions, then obviously Tommy Makinson um, was the one in the World Cup alongside who was in the World Cup with him on the wing. Uh, Dom Young. Dom Young, obviously. So Dom Young is a shoe in for the one wing spot. I think in the NRL, he's one of them that comes in straight away. But for me, yeah. this weekend, oh, 29th of April, I think you're going to have to go with Liam Marshall and Tom Johnston. 
I think. I know, yeah. I know Ashton and Thulis have been really good for Warrington, but I think you're looking at Liam Marshall and Tom Johnson just scoring tries for fun. Yeah, <laughs> Liam Marshall's really like matured now, hasn't he? And he's yeah. like he's just got such a good sense of like where, how, when to time his run, when to pounce on a ball, when to cut in, all these things. He's just like razor sharp, and he's. Uh, I agree with that. And, and again, Tom Johnson, he's just, he's just a threat from anywhere, isn't he? His, his, his kick returns. We saw in the, the game the other week against Wakefield. Uh, was it? Wait, no, it was Warrington, wasn't it? Where they beat Warrington. Yeah, Warrington. Yeah. Like the amount of intercepts. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. That's bang on. And unfortunately, like like I was just saying, Tom Makinson, like in terms of career form, you'd you'd probably yeah. expect to pick him, but Saints just aren't firing at the moment. And um, the only reason I picked Tommy Makinson is if we get to the end of this and there's no kickers. Yeah, but yeah, I, but but there is. I think there there, there is. is. There, uh, I think, yeah, I think there is because I'm going with. Uh, Mark Percival at three and then I'm actually going to go with this is a tough one because at four uh, at three I've got Percival and Newman right they're the two that I think are going to play on the three because I think you, you have to have one or the other but then you look yeah. at, you're looking at Jake Wardle and Toby King and I can't pick between them so I've gone, per- yeah. I've gone Percival and one of Wardle or King and then for the England NRL replacements I've gone Farmworth for one of Wardle or King so one of Wardle or King start and one of them don't make the squad at the end of the year, if, that, if there was a tournament what? at the end of the year. So you've got Percival and Wardlaw King. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know if you can. I don't. I don't think you can have them both. Yeah, they're very they're, similar. They're very, players, they're very really, similar, yeah. and I think at international level, I don't think you can have two centres that are that similar. I think you have to have your strike centre, and I think you have to have your your your, your faster. Do you know what I mean? I think you have. To, I don't know if I you do. think you have two centres that are that similar. Australia don't do it. They usually have like a fullback at centre. Like yeah, Wales, I mean, Wales be at centre if Price was their best fullback would be like okay, that's fine. I don't mind that because it's another ball player. Like Herbie, Herbie, Wardle, and King are all really similar centres, and you can't you can't have all three of them in the squad because you've got no alternative if you're playing a different team where you need alternative centres. Whereas on the other yeah. side, you've got Percival and Newman who are more attacking threats. Whereas Wardle and King are very solid defensively at centre. Yeah. Just, you know, I See, know. I'm not sure. I mean, like, Percival, he's put on a lot of weight, like, recently, hasn't he? And he's yeah. sort of, like, turning to almost like a second row. Yeah. And that, that, see could, the way, that could move the way it out. carries. Yeah. So, I, I mean, to be honest, it's working really well for Wigan at the minute, isn't it? And, it is. and I was just saying about form, and, like, I, I, I kind of like the idea of um, King and Wardle together again. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just, I'm, I'm, Saints are just not doing it for me at the moment. I'm like, I'm willing to to try some different combos. We'll just... go Wardling, we'll go Wardle and King then. So who does Herbie come in for out of Percival and Newman if you're taking both Wardle and King at the end of the year? Um, I, I I'll probably leave Percival. I think I, <laughs> I feel really sorry for him because there's a couple of years where he kept missing out on a spot, and he really deserved it. And now he's got the spot. I don't think it should be his. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I get I, that. I, I feel like I, I think I don't know if I'm looking at that and going, okay, he's not playing great in a Saints team, but it's Mark Percival. He's so reliable. Yeah, he, yeah. Even when he's injured, he just put it. He'll put 150 percent in. He'll put his body on the line, and I think that's why he's there. But I, I don't. Yeah. Know, but yeah, like you said, Wardle and King, they are similar, but they're they're so good. And if you've got, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I haven't got a Wigan halfback in my team, so that's probably not a good oh. idea. Um, but I think that's because these players deserve to be in there ahead of 
somewhat ahead of the, the, the Wigan halfback that I'm going to mention. But we'll move on to the halves in a second. But yeah, that 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 centre that set the centres are really tough because you've got Wardle, King, Percival, Newman, and then you've got Herbie and Oliver Gildart over in there. I know Gildart's not playing, but it's Oliver Gildart. And there is rumours he'll coming back to the Super League. And if he comes over to the Super League, then you know he'll rip it because he's in a league that he's really good in. But he isn't good enough for the NRL. But are Wardle King, Percival Newman good enough in the NRL? Herbie is the, yeah. Herbie is the only guaranteed centre in the England team. You've got to then fit five of them into one spot. That's such, yeah. that's such a difficult job for Sean Wayne. It's great, though. It's great. We, and the only thing that's maybe slightly different is just the age. The age of the players is quite varied. So, yeah. like, ha- like um, Harry Newman is the youngster, in he? And, yeah. And whereas the other two are a bit more experienced. So it's like, what do you want? Do you want a, a bit of a, a live wire, or, or you know, someone a bit more predictable? Maybe also predictable for the opposition, but yeah. reliable. Yeah. In terms of their, you know, them their. Their age and their experience and their mental attitude, I think. That's the only differences I can pull. But it's good. I, I think it's good that we've got some competition in the centres now. Yeah, there's loads of competition and it's really, really good to see. Looking at sixes then, we're going sixes. You've got Johnny Lomax, you've got Mikey Lewis, and that's it, isn't it? In terms of sixes, yeah, I mean... everyone else is a seven. So Johnny Lomax or Mikey Lewis here, and I think if you're going to pick a squad, if you're going to pick 26 man squad out of this 40, them two are in it, so Lomax and Lewis are your sixes. I don't think you can have, I don't think you can put a seven in a six shirt at international level. I, I, I the only one I think that fits in there is like a Jonathan Thurston type who's naturally a seven moved into six and or whatever the other way around. It doesn't. I don't think you can do that with Williams and Abdul. I don't think you can have both Williams and Abdul or Williams and Dodd or Williams and and Harry Smith. You can't. Yeah. So for me, for me. Johnny Lomax because it's Johnny Lomax but Lewis is going to learn a lot from him Lewis is going to learn so much from Johnny Lomax if he's behind him even if it's just up until the next World Cup but for me Lomax yeah. Lomax, is, Lomax still gets ahead of Mikey Lewis only because he's he's just he's, he's, he's done it for so long yeah and he's deserved his spot and he just and he missed out of the World Cup and we could have done with him in the World Cup and I just want to see we what did. he could I just want to see what he could do that's the only reason I've gone for him is because I want it to, I want to see him play really well for England so, so I'm thinking like I, you've got Lomax and Lewis. Obviously, at six. what about so, six? so that's just my six option. So you, I've gone Lomax ahead of Lewis at six. But but what about like Abdul? Or so they're, so they're, seven, they're, they're sevens. But they can play a six role. Nah, this is where this is where the seven. This is where I've gone. Jordan Abdul is a seven, not a six. Have you? Um, yeah. So this is what I mean. I'm gutted because Jordan Abdul should play alongside George Williams and I think it'd be amazing but I don't think he can I don't think it works for the style of play that maybe Wayne looks looks for you look at what he was trying to play mm. during the World Cup he had Wellsby and Tompkins in there two very much fullback types and that's another reason I've gone with Lomax at six because he knows what it's like to play out the back if he needs to George Williams. Oh, this is interesting. That's the only reason I've done. I know Lomax and Williams are very similar in terms of how they play, and they are six and seven. But that's my six and seven is Johnny Lomax and George Williams. But that is just for this game. That is just for this game. Do you know what, mate? The the most surprising thing that of all of this chat is that you've not mentioned Harry Smith yet. Harry Smith is my third choice seven. 
ahead of Lewis Dodd and behind Jordan Abdul? Because for me, That's I think he's probably the most informed player. He is, but he's, he's in the competition. He is, but George Williams is the captain, and Jordan Abdul and Lewis and Harry Smith, in my opinion, are very very similar level. I've, I actually have got Smith slash Abdul, and I couldn't decide. And I, it's only just in the last yeah. the last hour or so that I've gone with Abdul ahead of Smith because he just offers a kicking game that I don't think Smith can even touch. I think Abdul's kicking game is so much better than Smith's. Smith's is amazing, but Abdul has just ruined fullbacks' careers all season. <laughs> in nine, in nine weeks, I think he's destroyed nine different fullbacks in nine weeks. That is true. That is true. I just think he's. But I'm, I'm happy. This is a good. This, this is a good, difficult decision to make. It's not a difficult yeah. decision on. Oh my god, we've got no wingers. Who's who? Do we have to put in there? It's we've got seven. We've got four quality sevens. And yeah, and Jackson Hastings is in the NRL, by the way. Jackson Hastings. So we've yeah, got five quality yeah. number sevens, and we we have to put George Williams there because he's been named captain. So we know he's going to play. Unless he yeah, has, but if he gets injured, it's not a problem because you've got Jordan Abdul, Harry Smith, Lewis Dodd, who hasn't been on the best of form this year, but he's still young, and then Jackson Hastings, who is one of the gun halves in the NRL this season. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is not a problem. I, this is why I said I don't think seven is an issue. We need more sixes, though. We do need more sixes, and I think if you're Will Price, I think you head over to the NRL and try and become a six. If you want, yeah, yeah. You don't try and get that. You don't fight for that one shirt. You have to try and become a six. That, I think so. I mean, we've as like England is off. We've often um, swapped around the one, six, and seven. Yeah, there's lots of players that have played all three positions in like various Rats, across different Rats, years. Ratchford, Tompkins, yeah, Lomax has played. Wellsby has he played seven yet? Like. I won't be surprised if he did eventually. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I think like I want Harry Smith in this team. I think he's he's playing awesome, and I think that like given his given his age and everything, I'm thinking towards the future. So you're going Smith and, like, Smith and Williams then? Yeah, I guess it has to be if it if it's because um... we know Williams is going to start against France. He, why would you name him captain if you're not if you're if he's not your yeah. seven? So in that case, then we're going Smith and Williams. And then I'm and then I'm looking more towards my centres to do the work, and that's why yeah, okay. a reliable combination of Jit Ward and Tony King. Yeah, I like okay, I, I like that. And then Smith then knows how they work as well, doesn't he? He can trust that's them to do it, the, hard, yeah. the hard work. And Marshall, there's a lot of Wigan players in this backline. There um, is. I don't like it. I don't like it. We're gonna, <laughs> there's going to be a there's going to be a couple more in the forward pack as well. I think. Um, yeah. Shall we go to nine first before we do props? Yeah, let's do nine. Let's go. Yeah. To, let's finish off our our middles. Let's let's not let's let's finish off our um, one six seven nine. Let's go to nine. nine. Andy Ackers is going to start ahead of Clark, yeah. ahead of Clark. Uh, in terms of other hookers in the squad, Jez Litton and Danny Walker. Jez Litton is nowhere near an international hooker. And after the Warrington game, actually on the weekend, I think Danny Clark, Danny 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 Walker is better than Daryl Clark. So I actually would go Walker ahead of Clark. I think. Would you? Yeah. yeah. I, I I think. I think you're probably right. I think um, picking Clark would be, yeah. would be just based on the fact that he's been there before. Yeah. But I'd be happy to see Danny Walker. It would be his debut, surely, if he got a... Yeah, it would be his England debut. Played, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And that, but that's only if Akers isn't available. Otherwise, it's just if, if, if Akers is injured yeah. between now and the England and the, the England France game, I think Clark starts and Walker is still the second. I think they play the Warrington system. I think at times you might have both of them on the pitch at the same time. And I think even with Akers, because he plays very similar to Clark, I think you still do that anyway. So I think Walker's your fourteenth man, and then one of Akers or Clark starts. I think I think, but I think it'll be Akers that starts. That's interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I like that, especially because you've only got Morgan Smithies at least forward because um, Morgan Knowles can't play. Um, that's just the way I'm seeing it at the minute. Uh, I think that's self-explanatory. In terms of other hookers that I think could be in and around the squad leading up to the World Cup, I think Brad O'Neill is a really, really, really good hooker. I think he's... Yeah, really impressed. Good. Yeah, I'm really impressed with him at Wigan. Another Wigan player. And I, I don't... I'm, we all like Wigan, but, you know... Um, I think to be fair, like if we had this, if we were doing this like three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I don't think we'd be. Or personally, I wouldn't be like as as like the fact that they're a Wigan player right now is adding. Something <laughs> to you. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, they're well. really informed. Yeah, so it's like it would be a much a much closer decision than it is right now for me if this was a few weeks ago. But it's all about form, short term. Yeah, it form. is all about form. Props. Alex Wormsley back in the squad, I think he starts. Matty Lee's back in the squad, I think he starts. Behind them, Tyler Dupree and James Harrison. You've got to have two young guns there behind two lads that you know you can do the work. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Tyler Dupree, so I was, I'm was. i glad that we've got him in the squad. Yeah, but then you look at NRL side, you've got Luke Thompson and Tom Burgess. Do either of those, when they come in, out of those Dupree, Harrison, and then you go, you go through, you've got uh, Morgan Gannon, Ethan Havard, Chris Hill, Tom Holroyd, Mikolai Oledsky, Oliver Wilson. There's quite a few. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not sort of. Not there really, you know. No, all our best forwards are in the NRL right now, aren't they? Um, but but what's good about this is we've got depth. Yeah, we've we'll definitely depth. got enough players to, to fill a, fill a team, fill a bench, and have some resting, which is. A really good position to be in. Yeah, I like it. I like the fact that Wormsley and Lees will start with Ackers at nine. I think that's a really nice front row with then mm. Dupree and Harrison both on the bench. You could even argue Morgan Gannon, Tom Holroyd, Mikolai Letty maybe on the bench. Those three playing really, really maybe probably not Ethan Havard actually or Morgan Gannon, but Tom Holroyd and Mikolai Letsky instead of Harrison and Dupree I'm not I'm not going to moan about that but I just yeah. I think they all need a run out at some point but it's a shame there's only one game it's a shame there's not like another fixture in there against one of the home nations yeah it would be good wouldn't it if there was you know nations closer than France that you could play in you know, like, you know kind of like a six nations kind of tournament you know Italy France yeah. I don't know it's another another game does that I don't know it works really really well in around January February time and it, it gets a lot of crowd noise in oh yeah Rugby Union do it and it works. So let, why don't we? Why don't the RFL look at great in their own home nations championship or something? Have like two groups of three round robin, change it up every year. Top two play a final. Do you know what I mean? Not hard, is it? Simple. Organise yeah. it. Uh, back row. Liam Farrell's got to start in one of them, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, who else have we got? You have got Mike McMeekin, Kai Pierce, Paul, uh, Matty Nicholson. Ben Curry, and I don't really know. Oliver Wilson is a name I wasn't expecting to see, but yeah, those five really: Ben, Ben Curry, Farrell, Pierce, Paul, McMeekin, and Nicholson. P- 
Pierce Paul and Nicholson for the other one, one or the other. I think Pierce mm-hmm. Paul mainly because he's going to go to the NRL and he wants to see him play. But Wayne will have seen him play a lot at Wigan. But Nick- Nicholson and Farrell, I think, are going to be the, the the second row to start this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to see Pierce Paul in there as well. But I think his I, versatility. I, I just the don't want. Yeah, it, yeah. That's wise. I was just going to say that I want another Wigan player, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I agree actually. I think he's he's more useful off the bench, isn't he? Yeah, very useful off the bench. We're gonna go let's just run through the team so far. We've got Wellsby at one, Marshall at two, uh Wardling King at centre. On the other wing was Johnston. In six we had Smith. In seven was Williams. One prop was Wormsley. Then we had Ackers at nine. Lee, yeah. Lee's in ten. Farrell in 11 uh, Nicholson in 12 and then Loose Forward speaks for itself because he's the only other one available that isn't Morgan <laughs> Knowles Morgan Smithies has to start at 13 or does he put someone like McMeek in there does he put um, Harrison there Dupree there does he put a prop there to play like a three prop system yeah it's a, it's a it's not a bad shout is it because um... because it should be Cameron Smith and it's not yeah it should be Cameron Smith I mean I'm going to just say this. I think Brad Fash is playing well. I know that I know that Hull FC are having a shocking time at the minute, and I know that he's got a mad ginger mullet. But I, I actually think he's um, a really for the for the morale of a team. I think he's just such a workhorse, and yeah. when you see him lift the players around him, he makes up for for other areas where players have got skill over him. Do you know what I mean? He's quite he's quite safe pair of hands and he can hit a hard line but it's but his defence and his sort of doggedness just just lifts the team and, and when you want to put pressure on when you've got a team pinned down on their own line you can guarantee he's going to be up in the face and so I'm, make, I'm making a case we need to get Brad Fash in this England team That's not a conversation I expected to have uh, I mean I mean, looking at loose forward really Morgan Knowles, Cameron Smith, Morgan Smithies, none of them get ahead of Victor Radley, do they? No. Bateman, John Bateman's obviously a second rower that you could put there as well. So you're looking at, I think you're looking at Smith, Bateman and Radley, really, outside, including the players outside the Super League. I, I'm really caught up on the fact that Cameron Smith's not in this team. Really got <laughs> I, I don't. He's the best loose forward in the comp that doesn't seriously injure every single person he tries to tackle. Yeah, Sim- I mean, simple as. And he's I, not. I, and he's I, not he's called saying... Morgan. There's three Morgans in the forward. In the forwards, there's Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Gannon, Morgan Smithies, and Morgan Knowles. We don't need any more. I I think Cameron Smith. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but from the games that I've seen him in, I think he. I think he can. He's got loose hands, you know what I mean? He drops a lot of balls. Yeah, true. Um, and I think, and he can he can be like slow getting off the tackle and give away like just cheap, silly penalties, low effort penalties. He's not like a dirty player, but I think he's just, just I don't a bit know. slow. He could he could do yeah. using a little bit of his timber to become quicker and work, sharpen work, enough, sharp, sharpen bit, up his yeah. skills a little bit. I mean, he's still what he's only twenty twenty four. Cameron Smith, yeah, maybe younger. 
he's got like a few more years to mature, I think. But then, but not much after that, you know. I think the next World Cup is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's 24 years shot. old. He's younger than me. That's mental. That's yeah, mental. but we're getting old. We're getting yeah, old. We're getting, we're getting old. We're both 25 this year, aren't we? Yeah, I've already. I'm already, already twenty five. You're already twenty five. You are old. Uh, you, mate, you wait till you're twenty five. You won't know what old is. You're gonna come down and celebrate my birthday. <laughs> so shush. Uh, yeah, this is sounds gonna like be. A plan. It does. It sounds like a good evening. But yeah, I mean, Victor Radley, John Bateman can both play loose forward, and I think I think you're looking at them as the loose forwards for outside of the England squad. But for me, yeah. Knowles isn't gonna start because he's banned. So it has to be Morgan Smithies, and I think it has to be Morgan Smithies or a prop. So what are, we, yeah. what are we doing at least forward? I think we'll just we'll we'll start Morgan Smithies because it just makes the most sense, doesn't it? And then we'll probably use a prop to to cover him when he's off. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't mind there being a prop because we've selected Smith and Williams in the halves. I'm okay with needing an an, an extra large loose forward to help um, you know get us on the front foot. Yeah, that makes sense. So he, he us up round the middle. Yeah. And make up for the fact that we've got two kind of similar halves. Yeah, we've got Danny Walker and Kai Pierce Paul on the bench as to go with that. What else are we putting on the bench? We put we've got to put we've got to put another prop on the bench, right? At least one. Yeah, so who we got? Sorry, we've got Dupree. Dupree. I think Dupree and Harrison ahead of Chris Hill, Ethan Havard, Tom Horroyd, Morgan Gannon, Ben Curry, Oletsky and Oliver Wilson. Yeah. I think both of them. What Harrison playing extremely well for a Warrington side. Harrison and Dupree deserves deserves something, doesn't he? Yeah, I I really like him. I think he's good. Like similar sort of thing to Brad Fash, where he's just like he's just got that X factor. That's you know. We need an eighteenth man. To, because obviously the, the head injury rule. The head injury. Will Price. Whoa. Yeah, well, that's not a bad shout, um, but. But then who do you who do you move around unless you unless a back's out who do you move around? Ben Curry, I think, would be a good eighteenth man. Can play second row, can play centre. Yeah. If you've got if you've got that problem, then you've, you do you know what I mean? You can move him yeah, into the forward. I agree, actually. If Pierce Paul's the one that get if he's one do you know what I mean? If Pierce Paul's in there at centre, Ben Curry goes into second row. If you get two centre injuries, head injuries, both Wardle and King, you can have Pierce Paul and Curry at centre. I know it's very much a heavy hitting squad, but that's that's sort of the thing you go with, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think you're right. Ben Curry's got that utility. Yeah, um, I'm really looking. I'm really I like I like a lot of the NRL players that we we're looking at. Herbie gets in the England squad, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's Elliot, on fire. Does Elliot Whitehead get into the England squad? Um, I'll be he... honest. I haven't I haven't seen much of him this year, so I can't speak about. His form but when he's on form he's a class player so yeah, he'll definitely if be he's, if he's in form yeah let's let's see yeah. if we can get some we need Toby Toby's the NRL stats man Toby would stats. just like reel off a, a whole in-depth yeah he would analysis he'd be like tackle percentage missed and all sorts yeah. of I'd love that I would absolutely love that from from him in terms of uh, post contact meters Tom Burgess is going to get in the squad because he's got over 400 um, so Tom Burgess will be, will be in the squad Victor Radley will get in the squad John Bateman would get in the squad Dom Young would get in the squad Luke Thompson's going to get in the squad would would Cruz Lehman get in the squad I think he's played two really good games for Gold Coast Tigers yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him I'm happy to see um, him as the, third, as the third hooker behind Ackers and Walker 
No, I think between Ackers and Cruz for me. You what? For, as in, as in, so you're going Ackers, Cruz, then Danny Walker third. Yeah, I am. I, I really rate him. I think he, um, I think he should have been at the World Cup at the end of last year. Yeah, I was surprised he wasn't because he had. I think he had a really good year with Leeds. So something, something mentally, obviously, wasn't ready to play. Or he was injured. Yeah. Or some, something must have something happened. Something happened. Yeah. Pitch. Uh, Jackson, yeah, he was unlucky to miss out, really. Yeah, uh, Jackson Hastings has got to be in there, and he. I mean, he's he's no he's he's better than Smith. He's better than Abdul. He's better than Dodd. Yeah, I think I think you've got to. I know he's I know he's played he's played for Great Britain, but oh yeah, there's a there's a good there's a good load of I mean yeah there's there's players in the NRL. This out of the thirteen that are there, we've gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of them. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight of them. Oliver Gildart, no, because he hasn't played. Uh, Ryan Sutton playing really well, but it's Ryan Sutton. Is he? Is he? Do you know what I mean? Is he going to yeah, be? Yeah, not not sure. A bit than, of a question mark. It's a question mark. He'd probably be in the squad, but he probably wouldn't play a lot. Then you're looking at Josh Hodgson ahead of any of the other hookers. Probably not, right? Not now. Not no, never, not yet. Never, he's never done it for England. Never. Yeah, um, no. and then Bailey Hodgson at fullback. He's not better than Wellsby. He's not better than Price, and there's probably a couple of others out there that play fullback that he's not better than either. Looking at Rat- Ratchford and my, even Stephen Meister, he's better. He's not even doing as good as Myler. He's just not playing. He's probably better than yeah. Myler, but you know. Oh, my, I, every time I write Richie Myler off, he he plays mint. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not. <laughs> do you know what? Richie Myler's a really fantastic player. He never drops a high ball. He's not. <laughs> he's not a liability in the least defence at all. And he's going to have an absolute he, fantastic game this weekend. <laughs> he should. He should captain England. No, that's too far. You've taken too a piss far. there. Uh, so running through there, then uh, starting at one, Jack Wellsby on the wings, Liam Marshall and Tom Johnston. Centres of Jake Wardle and Toby King at six, Harry Smith at seven, George Williams as captain. The uh, front row consists of Alex Wormsley and Matty Lees at prop with Andy Ackers at nine. Liam Farrell and Matty Nicholson in the second row with Morgan Simithies, the only loose forward available for selection. <laughs> um, uh, in the number 14, Danny Walker is the second hooker. 15 and 16, your two replacement props in Tyler Dupree and James Harrison. 17, your first tile utility player, uh, Kai Pierce-Paul, and your 18th man, Ben Curry. I mean, Curry and Pierce-Paul, I think you could swap either of them around this for this um, Curry had a really quiet game the other day, uh, last week against Wigan. Yeah, but he still played really, really well. So I just wish Lockie Miller was bloody English. You know, Lockie Miller is unbelievable. You like him? I really like him. Yeah, I really. It's cool really name as well. Yeah, Lockie Miller, Lachlan Miller. Uh, Jackson Hastings has won the most set restarts. He's also had the most amount of line break involvements. Two more than Lachlan Elias, uh, and three more than Cleary and Sean Johnston. That's mental. He's got to be. In it, he's got to be in the squad for when they are allowed to play. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah. When they, when the only thing that's going to stop him being selected is if he doesn't want to play. If he doesn't want to, yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't want physically doesn't want to do it, which yeah, which is fair enough. I think it's a really nice England team, especially if you're looking at outs, outs just Super League only. That's a really nice Super League only England squad with plenty of people to come in. And they're not really going to take off starting shirts. They're just going to be in the squad, which makes the squad deep. Of those NRL players to take starting shirts, you're probably looking at Dom Young. You're probably looking at one of Thompson or Burgess. One of them will start, one of them won't. For Lees, Radley's going to start. Bateman, maybe. Uh, Yeah, Bateman will probably start ahead of Nicholson. So probably only five. 
five of those nine yeah. are going to start. So you're not taking a lot of Super League talent out of there. You're probably you're changing your bench and you, you're putting a handful in. So it's quite nice. But it's see. cool that it's cool that we get in those sort of like players that sit maybe between like 19 and 26. Yeah. We're giving them a chance to they've get got, a game in. They've got a short turnaround. Before turn the players turn up. Yeah, short turnaround before the next World Cup. And then yeah. build build on those 19 to 26-year-olds for the yeah. World Cup after that. The England squad really shouldn't change if these players stay fit. Because yeah, we know that these players can do it for a long time. So hopefully this England squad is going to stay very, very similar. And Sean Wayne can develop the style of play that he wants to play. We had a disappointing World Cup in the end, but we didn't play bad rugby. We weren't a bad rugby league side. That's, what, that's my take on it. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I watched games where England absolutely smashed the other team, and I thought we still haven't played well there. Yeah, that's true. We, we weren't great against Greece, were we? But we weren't great against Greece. We weren't great Greece. against France. No, true. Like, Maybe we No, it was a blowout because they had warmed up. PNG didn't turn up. No, which we thought they would. And yeah, and then and we then got then... tested against Samoa and, and bottled it. At the end, big time, big time bottle at the end, and, and we shouldn't have even been in a position to bottle it, really. If we'd have finished all our chances, no, we should have been well ahead. Um, a couple of dodgy decisions, we missed forty twenty in the final. A couple of the refereeing decisions were were the refereeing in the World Cup in general wasn't amazing, but we can't blame no. that. We just blame the players we've got, and let's praise the Lord. Sam Tompkins is retired. I'm joking. He's a really good player. He did really well for England, uh-huh. but it was it is his time. I'm glad he's he stepped down and gone. Actually, no, I don't want to play anymore. That's it. Yeah. I like it. We're out of time. We're done for the week. We've got one thing that we didn't cover. Go on. We didn't we didn't ask Chat GPT what the squad is. Oh, we should have asked <laughs> Chat. We did though. You did. You did we ask. Did. We did, but it's a bit out of date. Shall but, we you know. shall we ask right now? Yeah. Let's go to Chat GPT. Right. I don't know if you've got it. Can you is it better for you to yeah. do it or shall I do it? I can I can do it. I'm thinking, let's do chat GPT and say, pick your England squad, pick your England Rugby League team using this, using this 40 minutes. <laughs> so let's yeah, but it see. won't, it won't, it, it can't do that because it's, it's only, it it's won't. only goes up to November 21, so you've got players in here that um, wouldn't have been anywhere no, near. No, if you, if you ask it to pick the yeah, squad just... using those 40 names. No, it will just be a ra- It's just a random list, isn't it? It's not giving oh, you a reason. Is it? Is it? Oh, okay. Well, we can tell. We can tell the people what we did do this week. Yeah, we, what did, we, did, we quite did quite a few, and I'm actually. I was. I should have started the intro with it. Right. Well, this is a little. This is a little reward to those that listen to the end. Yeah, if you've listened to the end, then you can listen to this. So. So basically, if, if anyone doesn't know what that GPT is, I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure that, I'm sure people have heard of it, but basically it's a, a like an AI that uses a language model, and it's kind of like a search engine, but it's like a dialogue. So you can ask it follow-up questions and, and get it to, to tweak things in, in its answer, and it will learn more about what you want to know as you go along. And so I asked it. It's really good for like creative questions. So I asked it um, to suggest a location, a team name, and colours for a rugby league expansion club in the UK. I didn't, which I is, didn't agree with it, by the way. 
You didn't agree. No. I mean, I think this is. No, it's good. I think it's this good. is good. It's good, but I, I, there's one place better. Okay, well, so the, the location it gave me was Bristol, England, which is, is is expansion both geographically and the fact that there's there isn't actually a, a professional team there at the moment. Ah, not yeah, there's not a professional team. The all goals, yeah, yeah. The all goals play out of Bristol. They do. They do. The team name is the Bristol Buccaneers, which represents the, Bristol's uh, history as a major port city and the famous pirates who once sailed the seas around the area. And the colours are navy blue and gold, which identify, well, it just says provide a strong visual identity. So quite a cool little suggestion there. And we also asked it, um, what should the new Super League name be after the IMG change? Because we assume that that's going to change. Uh, and we spoke about it before. And some of the suggestions it gave were Premier Rugby League, Elite Rugby League, Super Rugby League, Power League Rugby, Championship Rugby League, which obviously doesn't work. But Toby, Toby likes Power League Rugby, didn't he? I think yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, I like that. A Power League is, um, I believe, wheelchair football. There's a Power League wheelchair football where they right. use uh, like power wheelchair. So I don't, I don't like, we wouldn't want to get confused with that. Um, power yeah, League Rugby League. Power League Rugby League. Yeah, I'm not, it's a bit, it's a bit long for me. There was a few more. There was, it was right in the chat. You didn't screenshot them, would you? They were actually in the chat, some of them. Yeah, people, Some of them. But it was, it was talking about um, including the Buccaneers, which other teams should feature. Uh, it mentioned Toulouse, London, Newcastle, York as the four, um, and, it, and then again it said, "Should we play?" You asked it if you should do the Yorks versus Lancashire thing. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't make a decision because it said there's a lot to yeah. do, isn't there? There's quite a lot to do. But, but it I, summarised it nicely, didn't it? It did summarise it nicely. I'll tell you what else it's done. It's given me an intro for the Biff Rugby League podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not an intro. It's given me an outro for the right. Biff Rugby League podcast for today, and I'm just about to read it for everyone. So if you're if there's no, if we if we haven't missed anything else, I'm happy to do the outro. Oh, like, are we replacing Toby with ChatGPT? No, no, we're not because <laughs> because ChatGPT can't form opinions. It, it yeah. hasn't. It has opinions, but yeah. it doesn't have personal opinions and can only provide that based on stats and figures. So it literally it gives you doesn't give you things to do. But I have got an outro for you. Brought to you Come by ChatGPT. All right. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Biff Rugby League Podcast, proudly brought to you by Swinging Arms and Shoulder Charges. We hope you enjoyed our lively discussions on all things Rugby League, from the latest news and match analysis to the heated debates about the game's future. Remember to subscribe and follow our podcast to never miss an episode and join us next time for more thrilling Rugby League insights. Until then, keep supporting your favourite teams, keep playing hard and keep tuning in to the Biff Rugby League Podcast. Cheers.